Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special edition, a very special edition of the Sport Nimerick Soccer Podcast, where we're joined by Republic of Ireland Women's Under-19s Manager, Dave Connell. Thanks for joining us this evening, Dave. Pleasure, Adrian. Absolute pleasure. Uh, obviously, we've uh, a number of things we can speak with you uh, about, Dave. Obviously, the upcoming qualification games, which are coming thick and fast now from in the space of six days. You face three teams, uh, England, Switzerland and Northern Ireland. But the big pull, I suppose, for us in Limerick is we're just delighted to be able to host these games and, and hopefully there will be a big support at the markets field. Um, you, you must be eagerly anticipating the start yourself on, on Wednesday night. Yeah, we're uh, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, obviously no bigger than England. Um, at home in, in Limerick um, and as I say I'm really looking forward to it and there was a couple of couple of options that I was given as as, as head coach manager um, in, in terms of venues and um, Limerick was on those venues so that was the that was the first choice so we were we were delighted then that um, the FEI were able to manage to uh, to facilitate that and the, the obviously the the uh, the two the two uh, pitches were made available to us, which was very very important. And so, um, and then all systems go. So we're we're definitely de- delighted to be here, and can't wait to get going tomorrow night. Yeah, we're certainly delighted here that we were in the the making for the, the choices for these games. You mentioned there they don't come any bigger for Irish people than a, a game, a big rivalry with England. That's the first game coming up. Uh, promises to be a, a spicy encounter, I suppose. And you will be hoping uh, that Limerick people will get out in particular and support the team as well. Yeah, well, initially what we're what we're hearing is that um, that, uh, that we're expecting a big crowd so which is great and obviously um the game is the women's game girls game has developed so much in the last couple of years since we've been here last um so uh yeah we're expecting and hoping for a big crowd so um if we can get that crowd and they get behind us it will be great so uh yeah it'll add to the atmosphere and add hopefully to a great occasion and um that's what we're that's what we're hoping and um we're expecting obviously a very very tough game and and uh i'm I can be guaranteed England will be in for a tough game. Yeah, here's hoping. And just on those teams, David, it's it's a very tough group for yourselves. And we have a Limerick, couple of Limerick links, obviously, in the squad as well. We have Jenna Slattery named in the squad. You also have Nicole McNamara, who wouldn't be playing with Treaty. He's up to playing with Galway at the moment. Uh, Ballangari native as well. And I know that uh, one of your former players and one of our soccer analysts, Jason O'Connor, speaks very highly of uh, her talents um, and her personality. So... I suppose, how have those two players in particular uh, fitted into your squad in, in recent weeks? Yeah, and um, well, they're two great players. They've come through the system. Um, they've been on the centres of excellence and emerging talent programmes over the years. Uh, unfortunately for Nicole, she had a bad injury um, about two years ago. So probably lucky enough, the COVID kicked in and there wasn't an awful lot of football. But in fairness to Nicole, she worked very, very hard on her rehab. and. Um, has come come back uh, with flying colours. Always was a great talent and uh, nothing has changed there. So we're delighted uh, that she's fine. And um, and then we have uh, Jenna, who's been um, around, seems to be around years, very, very talented young lady and um, obviously played her, played her football in Fairview and um, again came through the system. So... And the great thing about the two girls is that they have another year at under 19s, which is um, 
which is great. So, uh, you know, they're both born in 2004, which makes them available next season as well. I suppose as well, Dave, one of the, the striking uh, things from, from your squad is probably the, the strong domestic presence, which you wouldn't always see maybe on the men's side of the, the scene when you have under 19s, 21s, but there is a strong domestic pres- presence. And that brings me, I suppose, to the, the Women's National League. There is a, a very a young te- treaty team there. There's young teams all throughout the the experienced teams as well, but obviously young teams throughout the league. Uh, how, how have you felt? Have you felt that the National League has improved in, in recent years? And obviously it's been rebranded now as well with, with electricity coming on board. So that can only be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have obviously the under the under 17s and under 19s as league, uh, leagues as well. And EA Sports got behind them. So, um, and as I said earlier, the women's game, girls game has grown immensely over the last, particularly in the last five to six years. But um, since I came into it in, um, in 2000 and, uh, it, it, you know, since 2006 when I came in. So, uh, yeah, it's grown immensely. It's been brilliant. So, uh, yeah, and as you say, Airtris, they are backing up the the women's national league, which is very, very, um, which is very, very important as well. But yeah, young sides all scattered all around the league, and I think obviously that that reflects in where where teams are positioned in the league. But the the experience um, of playing against these older, more experienced players will do the girls no harm. And we've come on in leaps and bounds in terms of when I first came into the women's game where we had leagues all over the country and um, playing at different times of the year, summer leagues, winter leagues. So now we have this this structure um, and it can only get better. Yes, certainly. And as we mentioned, there's a quick turnaround, Dave, in these fixtures. You've got in six days, you, you will be playing. It'll be, I suppose, tough uh, on the fitness levels as well. So you, you will probably be using the majority of your squad throughout the week. Absolutely, 100%. Girls know that. You know, uh, first eleven uh, against England. You know, we anticipate that we'll make substitutions within that game. Second game, you know, there could be a change in lineups, and certainly by the tour team, by the tour game, certainly yet yeah, more tra- uh, changes again. So twenty girls, very very strong squad, and we won't have any qualms about putting any of them into the team. So, um, so yeah, it's a strong squad. We're very very uh, littered with talent and players. So. We're we're looking forward to it, and as you say, yeah, it's a it's a tough program. We're up against England and Switzerland, who are both probably semi and professional teams, and then Northern Ireland be pretty much like the same as ourselves with a domestic league. So, yeah, tough. It's very tough, but you know, we have an outside chance, and we certainly fancy our chances with the quality that we have in the team. Yeah, you mentioned there earlier as well about your own uh, time. You you began maybe getting involved in women's football in 2006. I suppose, what can you uh, attribute, I suppose, to your longevity? Because you know yourself, it's obviously with management and teams, you know, it changes so regularly. But what can you, what can you attribute, I suppose, to your own uh, longevity with the women's team, uh, uh, Dave? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I've been in the association since 2006 and, Probably a former Limerick manager, um, Noel King, would have been head of the women's football at the time. I came into the association as a development officer in Dublin. He asked me to get involved in the women's game. Um, it wasn't something, I have to be honest, that I, I'd ever thought of. But, um, you know, I went in and I assisted Sue Ronan, who was the 19s manager at that time for five years. And then when she took over the senior team in 2010, I took over the... 2000 and the under 19s in 2011. 
So I'm, I, you know, I'm a decade at that now. Um, I suppose you know my my love of the game. Um, I've worked really, really hard at trying to develop the women's game. Still working hard. Had some had some success, and um, but I think really um, it's probably just the passion, the drive that I have within the women's game to try and to try and get this uh, to try and get teams to, to tournaments and develop more players. So really, at the the end of the day, the under 19s under seventeens, under sixteens, um, we're there just to. You know, it's nice to get to tournaments. It's nice to do very well. It's nice to to uh, beat teams like like the like the Englands and the Switzerlands. But um, really, it's developing players for the women's senior team. We don't have a twenty ones. We don't have a twenty threes. So um, there's a lot, a lot of players in the in the present senior team that have come through the under nineteen ranks. So um, yeah, that's what we're there for. Um, how I'm lasting, I don't know. But uh, but. Um, you know, I'm I'm loving it. Um, I still have uh, the same buzz as I had when I took over as as my first coach, coach you know, which was obviously Limerick FC back in the '90s. So um, yeah, really loving it. And um, there's nothing like, you know, you can't be playing, but it's certainly managing is certainly uh, the next best thing. So yeah, long may it continue for the next few years anyway. Absolutely, and we certainly wish you the best of luck in those qualification uh, games, Dave. I suppose. The- it brings me on to, you brought me on to the bit yourself, I suppose, by mentioning your first uh, foray into coaching when, when you went in uh, with Limerick FC. I know you had played with Limerick FC as well, and we'd have a lot of listeners who would have been avid supporters back in, in those times in Rathbun as well in, in the 90s. Uh, the most notable season, I suppose, would have to be 1998, where you managed a side that reached the promotion relegation playoffs against uh, UCD. And as has been termed the Battle of Belfield up there, I know that you didn't come out on top, but I suppose what was your uh, recollection of that whole season as a whole? Yeah, probably one of the most, if not the most enjoyable um, seasons ever as a coach. Um, took over the most, probably one of the most um, uh, really pleasing things about the whole squad was that, you know, three quarters of it was from Limerick. Um uh, which was very important for me. I felt that um, if we could, if we could do that, if we could manage to get players from Limerick, playing for Limerick, and have that passion and desire uh, to wear that jersey, wear that, you know, the the, the badge on the jersey, and um, hopefully that would be successful. Considering in the previous season um, we had finished bottom of the first division, um, so. To, to reach the playoffs was a, was a very, very uh, pleasing thing. And I thought it was an amazing feat for, for a lot of the lads who come from junior football um, and with some, some quality players. And as we all know, there's some quality players and always has been some quality players in Limerick. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, I think we had four players from Dublin and uh, the rest were all from Limerick. And, um, and it was great. That was, that was um that was probably the most pleasing part, but really the enjoyment the the level the level the level of um of of uh say results against teams that had um far superior budgets than what we had at the time was very pleasing and i think um you know it made some um really really good friends on that team I played with some of them uh, in the previous years um and I always knew the talent was there it was just if you could, uh, if we get these people to believe in what we could achieve, and that year we nearly did it, 
um, we were probably a little bit robbed up in uh, up in Belfield with you know nine or ten minutes added on time one nil up you know we were we were we were hard done by it all we were always chasing the game back in Rathbun then back in Hogan Park so um, but um, you know we were missing Ray that night Ray O'Halloran missed the game in Belfield due to a family commitment and. Um, I think probably won't say we we would have won the game, but certainly we might have been in a better place. Um, probably with that just that bit of experience near the end of the game, but uh, a couple of players sent off which obviously didn't help. Um, but um, yeah, it was a tough one to take. But when you look back on it, it was a great achievement. But um, but we were just we were so close um, to do to, to doing something really special because um, that's what we set out at the start of the year. Um, and as I say, we nearly did it with with most of the team from Limerick. Yeah, that is important. I know I was speaking to Noel O'Connor, who was involved in the youth team when you were uh, down in Limerick FC, Dave, and he said that was one of the, the best parts of it in the fact that there was three quarters, as you said, Limerick, because there might have been a fear maybe at the time that, you know, a Dublin manager coming in might fill the team. It had happened in the past, in the early 90s, maybe, where the team had been filled with a lot of players from outside of Limerick and there wasn't that same connection. But when I speak to all the players that were involved in your squad, I suppose it might fill you with pride to hear that they, they always speak so highly of yourself and as well speak so highly of that time. They said there was great camaraderie in the squad that time. Yeah, it was really, it was really special. Um, helped probably an awful lot by you know we had Fran Mullally who was assistant. Fran was had a great knowledge of the local junior football, um, and he, he did a great job bringing in a lot of good players. Um, so yeah, it was brilliant. You know, really, I you know obviously I spent a little bit of time in Limerick before that. Previous to that, living in Limerick, running the CE scheme in in uh, in Rathbun, the football one. Um, so. I got to know it. I made it my business to go around looking at the junior games when I could. Got to know a lot of the players. Obviously, Fairview Rangers were very, very strong in the FEIs at the time, um, and and uh, we managed to prize away a few really good players from Fairview. You know, Derek White, uh, Jason Porcel, Ronan Hanrahan would have been with them at the time. Um, Declan Casey from Pike. You know, we we had some really, really Ray O'Halloran, who was obviously there. Albert Finnan, who was who was in Limerick as well, um, Jason O'Connor, you know, had a fantastic season, banging in a lot of goals. Um, Garrett Ryan, which like you know was literally really, really, really good players. Um, and then added then Howie King was was always decent at getting goals. Um, in and around then, so Eddie Hickey, fantastic goalkeeper, really, really great. It was a great side when you look at it, you know, um, and what they achieved. So. Yeah, I'm really delighted. As I say, you know, I regard all those all those lads were were not only um um players, but they, they were they were friends, and um we had that camaraderie that could really really I think um got us really really so close. And then obviously the second season, we were just um we just littered with with injuries, you know, unfortunately, you know, and that's the way it went. But um. And that was football. We had a tight enough squad. We were very, very lucky that season that we didn't pick up too many, um, too many bad injuries. And uh, it was just unfortunate to follow season that that's what happened. Yeah, would it, would it be fair to say you were disappointed with the way your your tenure with, with Limerick ended, Dev? Yeah, you know, listen, it's something that happens. Um, when you go into a when you when you go into a football club, um, you probably you expect and think, and you know, probably. 
that was my first job and it was a little bit naive to believe that everybody was on the same wavelength as me in terms of the people that were on committees or whatever the case may be before they could I couldn't be inferred from the truth and you only find out these things um at a latter stage but like at the end of the day yeah it wasn't great um and as you say we were we were pretty um we were pretty uh you know heavily heavily um affected by a lot of really uh, uh really crucial players that were injured for us um and I think if, if we hadn't picked up those injuries we might have had a decent season. I think we definitely overachieved the first season. Um, I was just about to say that, Dave, because the club maybe as a whole, I, I know people have an affinity with, with Hogan Park, probably because it's a nostalgic thing, you know, but let's be honest about it, it's not a great place to play football. I do have once remember Brian Kerr saying that it wasn't uh, fit for human habitation in, a, in an article one time really uh, criticising it, but, you know, the club financially and as a whole, you, you certainly overachieved because you, you, there was no, we'll say, as you said, resources really behind the club at that time. No, like we, our, our wage, our weekly wage at that time, including my own wages, was about a thousand pounds at the time. It was pounds at the time. And we played Shelburne in the League Cup game and we're very, very close to knocking them out and played really, really well. And, we're, and we were probably the better team on the night. And one of their players, um, was on more money than our whole squad put together, so yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty, pretty. It was pretty, pretty um, hard, hard to do that. And in, and in fairness to the players, um, they were excellent in the way they come. You know, they in the way they conducted themselves, wore that wore that jersey with a lot of pride and passion. And as you say, we were very, very close. And I think that was probably just the building of things. And if if uh, if we had probably got a couple of seasons, or if I had got got a couple of seasons, we might have made it to the Premier League. But in saying that, like we weren't really in a position to be to be promoted because you know the the ground was was what it was, and you know to be perfectly honest, we made it to we you know we made it to us, um and um and um a lot of teams didn't like coming down there, but we we made that you know obviously. We made that to our advantage, um, but we were, um, yeah, it was probably a little bit of an overachievement uh, to kind of say the least. But uh, a couple of seasons, maybe at it, we would have been there, and maybe the club might have been in a in a better place at the time. But yeah, it was a lot of firefighting at the time in terms of of um, trying to get investment into the club, and um, and of course that's uh, that obviously brings its own problems. So. Yeah, that was difficult, but certainly the the way it ended, you know, wasn't great. Um, but you just have to get on with it. Yeah, it certainly uh, was an interesting start to to managerial career by any stretch. Um, Dave, I know that you did have another uh, season. You were with Galway in in the League of Ireland, and that was your last uh, scene. We'll say senior management in in League of Ireland. Um, was that some a conscious decision you made at the time, Dave, or was it down to opportunity, or or were you did you decide that you didn't want it after that Galway uh, tenure? Yeah, well, I went to I, you know I I I yeah. Uh... I finished with Limerick FC in the February. It was actually Valentine's Day in in uh, ninety nine, and um, so uh, I took over Jamesborough then in the in the in the in the uh, in the local in the local junior league. We managed to win the Lawson Cup my first year, um, and then the second year we won the league and got to a semi final the FEI. So Galway Galway came came looking and 
when I look back on that decision, um, you know, again, probably went into it, didn't know the full nuts and bolts what was going on in Galway as well, because it was probably in a worse state than what Dean McKevsey was in, but I wasn't aware of that and wasn't made aware of it. So it was um it was very precarious. Um we had no place to train uh for a first couple of nights because the, there was a lot of money that was owed to to certain people that we we'd no bus company that would 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 bring us to game. So again, another difficult situation to go into. Um and again, probably looking back on it, um I probably wouldn't go now if I if I had known um the the true situation of what the club was in. But listen, again, you take these chances in football, um, and it didn't work out. Um, had I got me fill the League of Ireland probably at that that stage, um, you know, I probably I probably did. Uh, and I jumped into I went back and moved back to Dublin then and took over a couple of junior teams in Dublin, um, and won a lot of trophies. Um, in the Lancer Senior League as as manager. So um and then I got an opportunity then in two thousand and six then to to join the FEI and that's what I did. And um and I've been there since. Yeah and I know that I know a couple of the, the regional development officers, FA regional development officers are really good people in, in Limerick, Dave. Uh I suppose how how are you finding that role um at, at the moment as well and ballots in that I suppose which are your role with the, the Irish under nineteens women's as well. Yeah, well, it's a dual role. I look after the scout now within the women's game. I was looking after the emerging talent um, for a long time. So I, I've moved into the scout role now, head of scout within the women's game. Um, obviously, that's been restricted to just um, just nationally at the moment because of COVID. Uh, but it's a new challenge for me. I'm looking forward to I started that about probably about six months ago. So I'm looking forward to that. That's tied in with the under-19s, which I said I, I, I'm... Uh, Head coach manager since two thousand January two thousand and eleven. So, um, loving that. Um, you know, working with, you know, getting around the country, meeting people, um, and you know, again with some, you know, some fantastic development officers that are around the country. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned Jason's in 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 Limerick, your Barbara Birmingham, and Declan Considine who who uh, who've done great work as well in the women's game. So. Um, within the county, within the city, so um, and we have them all over the con- all over the country, which is great. Yeah, it's it's it, you know that you know you can't get away from the problems that the FEI have been that have been in the that the last probably decade or so. So um, the new regime have come in, and it, it you know it seems to uh, have settled down a bit, and um, there's proper plans and structures in place, and particularly with the women's game. Um, there was a lot of talk over the years, but now there seems to be a lot of walk in the walk. And we've seen lately a lot of high profile sponsorship deals within the women's game, Sky and most recently Carberry's. So, um, so that's great. And it can only benefit the women's game, the, the, you know, the young girls game, particularly in the Midwest Limerick and the surrounding areas has, has um, really snowballed and taken off. Um, and I, you know, within another 10 years, I'd imagine it'll uh, it'll be skyrocketing um, completely. But you know, a couple of years ago, it was probably a novelty to see girls' teams. Now it's just taken it's just taken for granted. Like it's they're there, girls are there. Just you go to the AOL complex in Dublin, and there's more girls' teams coming out the tunnel now than there would be the men's teams, boys' teams. So that's great to see, and I think it'll only uh, it'll only get better. 
And um, obviously, I think we probably need a women's team to get to a finals. Whether that's going to be a Euros or a World Cup, that would certainly um, give it a give it a really high profile, pretty much uh, on the lines of the men's team in '88 and the Euros, and then the, the Jack Charlton era. So let's hope that um, that we can get to a finals, and then um, and then I'd say the development of the women's national league into semi-professional, professional, because we see an awful lot of um, airtricity men's teams now that are getting involved. Um, in the women's game and treaty being one of them, you know. So uh, I think I think there's good times ahead, uh, and it's a good time to be in women's football, and it's a good time for for the women to be involved in women's football, which is which is even better. And um, and then obviously the development of coaches and the development of female coaches. Um, that's you know it's relatively young in in Ireland, and I think over the next ten years we we'll see an awful lot more of that. So um. I think it's good times ahead.